Hey everybody, this is Unredacted, the Kurt Schlichter Town Hall VIP podcast that tells the FCC compliance people to kiss my ass. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long week for me because I was uh, doing the uh, Hugh Hewitt radio show for uh, Monday through Friday and... You know, I had to be FCC compliant. It was hard. It was hard. But I did I did manage to get some unique Kurt stuff in there. I uh, I did a little singing. A little singing about Joe Biden. Old finger. He's the man. The man who moves left. Of competence, he's bereft. Do, 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 do. He's old and crusty. And kind of musty. Okay, all right. I'm not Shirley Basie, but you know where I'm going with this. Do you know where I'm going with this? We know where we're going with this because it's chaos here on Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter, the Town Hall VIP podcast. Because I'm just going to shoot my mouth off in a stream of courteousness for about 30 minutes or so, more or less, probably less, because I'm I'm out here chilling on my porch and the and there's wine over there and I would have to go over there to get it. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to make 30 minutes. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I may do it. I may not do it. I've got choices here. i got choices. It's like, uh, I feel like Bob Crane. Do I want to go with the Braniff stewardesses or the Pan Am stewardesses? Which one? Why not both? Why not both? Thank you. The Town Hall VIP podcast that talks about Bob Crane and his lifestyle. So we're not going, look, I'm not FCC compliant, but we're not going down the rabbit hole that is Raymond Burr's personal lifestyle. You don't want to go down that road. Two words, Chuck Berry. Enough. Let's move on. What's in the news? Well, uh, I'm recording this today on Sunday, the 26th of July. Holy cow, 100 days until Donald Trump wins a magnificent landslide. I hope, I think, we'll talk about that. But holy cow. What was I going to talk about? I was about to talk about something. Oh, yes, today, the 26th. Today, some uh, some dude with an AK-47 who was like a uh, rioter, like moved up on some guy in a car and something happened. He ended up popped, capped, whacked, dead. Now, I'm all for open carry. You'd be open carry, open carry. That's why, you know, the media is trying to freak us out. There's a, there's a bunch of black people with guns. Aren't you conservative scared? No, man, I'm, I'm excited. You know, gun control is primarily a tool of Democrats to make sure that black people are unable to protect themselves. Still true today. So when I see a, a bunch of American citizens arming themselves, I, I'm, all, I'm all for it. You know, it, 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 now if you, you want to unlawfully, improperly, incorrectly use violence, well, that becomes a different story. Now, what, what this schmuck did, this uh, uh, ventilated dick, <laughs> ventilated dipwad, he and his asshole friends in Austin decided to block this car of this normal civilian. Now, that's one of their tricks. They block the car and then they scream like little bitches when somebody drives over them. But I got to tell you, you block my family in, you know, while I'm in a car. I have to look at that as a threat and take decisive action to protect the lives of my family. So maybe you shouldn't try and imprison innocent citizens uh, as part of your quote unquote protest, uh, because then the innocent citizen has a, uh, you know, has a right to use reasonable measures to protect himself or herself and her, his or her family. Uh, notice how I say his or her. There are no other genders. I just want to make that perfectly clear. So if you're a non-binary, two-spirit, uh, pansexual, asexual, 
uh, non-sexual, that is a bulwark staff writer. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not covering your particular gender identity, but you're going to have to live with that. In any case, uh, this, this schmuck with the AK uh, apparently came up to the guy. There's some questions as we are now. Did he shoot? Uh, was he pointing the weapon? But look, if, you, if you're armed and you're advancing on me and you're already illegally and improperly uh, impeding me and imprisoning me, uh, you know, you may find yourself uh, subject to reasonable self-defense. Now, of course, I'm not giving you any legal advice. Consult your local laws and a legal professional before you make any such decisions. But I'm just saying it's generally bad policy to advance on someone in a threatening manner while armed. Because they may be armed and they may put your ass away, which is apparently what happened to this dipshit. And, you know, lots of liberals are crying about it. And uh, all I can say is I'm considering having a patty melt for breakfast because I kind of have a combination breakfast, lunch, not a brunch. OK, I don't you know, I, I do do brunches occasionally, famously with the great Larry O'Connor and uh, his uh, wife, Meredith Dake, Arena and I and. And, and, and Derek Hunter and Heather Hunter and uh, some other people will get together and have a traditional brunch. But uh, usually uh, I will have uh, kind of, we'll, we'll go to one of our favorite diners and I will usually, you know, Arena will usually have eggs or something because she goes for kind of the breakfast tip, but I go for the patty melt. Uh, if you read my town hall column on Wednesday, the VIP column, and I know you do because you pay good money for it, you should read it. Uh, last week I talked about the... Um, uh, sham the uh, pseudo hamburgers it's they're 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 slow ne'er-do-well relatives of the hamburger the hot dog yuck and the sloppy joe what the hell are you thinking i got a lot of feedback on that uh this week uh you can look forward to me i, I will talk about a bunch of those dog do not my dog's sniffing around barky are you barky or bitey you're barky okay barky is here say hi barky that's that's dog for bar hi He's sniffing around, and it's not going to work. Anyway, I, uh, I I talk about how useless they are, and I uh, uh, I talked about that last week, and then people responded, and you know most people agreed with me that uh, hot dogs are pretty much useless, and everybody agreed except for like one rando that uh, sloppy joes are just vile. I don't know what the purpose of those are. You have hamburger, it's the perfect food, uh, and then the week after next, I will probably do proper hamburgers that is how you make a hamburger what what does and doesn't you're saying kurt there's so many political things going on why are you doing this it seems almost joe on a goldbergian you know when he starts talking about star trek or something and it's like first of all you know kiss my ass all right don't don't that's you know some things can't be unsaid second of all uh i think it's important to talk about uh things that we do that liberals want to ban because liberals do want to ban beef and why do they want to ban beef? And they it uses an excuse, the Green New Deal. But that's not the reason. The reason is we like it and it allows them to uh, display power over us. They, they, you know, they, they, what, you think they won't have steak? You think they won't have burgers? No, they always will. It's like when Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders were talking about how airplanes are terrible and we need to cut uh, the ability of uh, normal people to travel. But, you know, their candidacies are so important they had to have chartered jets. See, that's the thing. Everything they do is important. Everything you do is unimportant. So when I talk about burgers, it's like fight the power, mothers. Fight the power. Have you noticed I'm trying not to use the F word quite so much? I am trying to do that for various reasons. But uh, in any case, I'm trying to. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I may be able to do it. I may not. Anyway, where were we? Ah, 100 days till the election. 
And I got to tell you, I'm talking to a lot of conservatives and they are thrilled. Now, I saw some stuff today. I saw a CNN poll of registered voters of battleground states. And uh, uh, Trump was behind. Trump was behind like three in Arizona, like six in Pennsylvania, and like eight or nine in uh, Barkey. What are you rolling for? Eight or nine in Michigan. And uh, uh, these are not. And, and I was happy. What hurt? You're happy. He's behind. He's really happy. I'm happy because this is a a CNN poll, so they're lying. B, it's a poll, so it's bullshit. C, it was of registered voters, which is useless. I think Trump is starting to come out of the 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 slump, and I think they they're having trouble hiding it. Uh, I can feel that the uh, campaign is kind of on sure footing. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago we had a run, dust up. I was one of the guys dusting about those gosh darn idiotic uh, texts, you know. Call now for five times matching. Donald Trump's very disappointed in you for not giving him money. You suck. And, you know, he said, I had enough. Put those up on Twitter. Said, okay, do not address me as if I am an idiot. All right. Yes, I like Donald Trump. Don't talk to me like that. Do not. And then Brad Parscale, who was the campaign director at Thunder, well, they're not our ads. Uh, and the, in fact, those were not the Trump campaign's ads. The Trump campaign's ads were exactly the same, but the two I cited were not Trump ads. And I said to Parscale, okay, you're the campaign director. You, there is clearly a problem. Assume you're right. Then people are mistaking these jerks for your campaign. So that is a problem in your campaign. You are the campaign manager, meaning every problem is your problem. Get on the phone and unscrew it. See, I could have used the F word there, but I didn't. Getting better. And uh, and I said, don't come to a colonel with freaking excuses. And uh, this caught fire, right? I mean, I got so many people going, thank you, Kurt. I've been waiting for this. And uh, uh, the liberal media picked it up. They're like, if you're losing Kurt Schlichter, you're truly losing Donald Trump. Well, he's not losing me. I'm just telling him you got to do better. And uh, I got I did get contacted by people in the administration. But what I was really impressed with is they acted. I have not got another one of those. Now, I've gotten some from the National Republican Congressional Campaign, and I have reached out and, uh, uh, you know, Twittered that. And they need to stop that. And uh, we put the word out there. Uh, hopefully it will, because it just pisses people off. I just, if you treat me like an idiot, you're going to have a problem. And I know all you guys feel the same way. And uh, the thing I was impressed with is the agility of the campaign. The campaign saw this problem, was looking at social media, saw there were a bunch of people going, this is unacceptable. And they acted. Now, there is the chance, but I, I don't think it's so, but there is a chance that they just said, we'll take Schlichter off the list. But other people have been saying, eh, I haven't been getting those as much either. That's good. And it's not like Trump's hurting for fundraising. He did a virtual fundraiser, got 20 million bucks the other day. And with what I consider a great idea, canceling the convention, because that saves him a ton of money. Also, the media will portray it as a disaster one way or another, right? Anybody going there was going to die. He's spreading uh, coronavirus worse than spring breakers. You know, even the hookers are getting infected. It would have just been bad, bad, bad. So it's not hurting them. But it, it, the, the fact they acted quickly showed an agile campaign. And, of course, Brad Parscale a couple days later, and I don't think it was just this, but I think it, this was one of the things, got uh, uh, moved back to digital where he, he's, he's good at it. 
See, this is a Peter Principle. Oh, you're good at digital. I'll give you the entire campaign. Well, the entire campaign was kind of dicked up. Uh, I heard that Florida, in Florida, you couldn't get a yard sign. Uh, I heard in other places there were, you know, lack of volunteers, just organizational stuff. I'm an organizational guy. I was a commander in the Army uh, at the battalion acting brigade commander level. And uh, I, uh, you know, I, 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 organization's important. So I look for that. Oh my gosh, Barky is so cute. Look at you. And there's Bitey too, just updating you. Uh, they're so cute. They're sunning themselves as I sit out here on my new porch. Such good dogs. Look at you. You're evil. Anyway, uh, so I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the, the polls appear to be getting better. I, I don't think we're ahead, but I, I don't think we're getting crushed. And in fact, a lot of people now look, I'm always kind of pessimistic because I believe you fight the strongest enemy. You know, instead of Joe Biden being a basement dwelling senile weirdo, he's a uh, out and about on the ball, coherent, competent achiever. You know, that's that's who we've got to treat him as. And uh, true or not, you always fight their toughest enemy. And uh, uh, I think that uh, it's important that that we always be a little suspicious when we get news that we find good and anything, you know, anything good about the Trump campaign. I'm going to be suspicious of just because I, 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 I want to I want to fight the worst case scenario. So I'm reluctant to accept good news for that reason. You can hear me moving. I'm moving out of the sun on my porch. So I'm over here. I'm close to the dogs. I'm going to pet the dog. You're so good. Uh, but I got to tell you, I talk to a lot of people, a lot of people on the conservative side. And these are not dumb people. Oh, good dog. Excellent. Listen to you. You're hideous. Okay, that's bitey, ironically, not barky. Where is barky, anyway? So, but uh, they're saying, look, here's what we're seeing. We're not seeing people moving from Trump to Biden. Don't count, you know, they had some, uh, you know, human manatee on a, a Lincoln Project kind of thing. I'm moving, I voted for Trump, but this time I voted for Biden. There's like 600 pounds. I'm like, what do you get, four votes? And uh, I, I just, it, I, that's uncommon. I, in my actual normal life, I don't know anyone who has moved from Trump to Biden. Who's the person who's like, yeah, I've thought about it. And, you know, all the things I voted for Donald Trump for, I'm now against. And uh, I do want socialism. And uh, I, I do want, uh, you know, a creepy, gropey weirdo lives in a basement and gets infused with that uppity squirrel that lives in his backyard and steals a slipper. That's who I want as president. I don't see any of that. I do see a lot of people saying, look, I didn't I, I didn't dig Trump. I didn't vote for Trump. I, I can't wait to vote now. I'm going to crawl over broken glass. And that's why I think the polls are off, too. I, I, I think people are. You know, obviously the enthusiasm's there. You see the who do you think is going to win poll, which which corrects for shy Trump voters. Right. You can you can say, well, I think Trump's going to win, but I'm against him because he's racist and literally Hitler. Uh, the shy Trump voter, it's a you know, it it takes a lot to put up a Trump sign. And I'm in Los Angeles. I have not seen a single Trump sign. I know down, you go kind of into Orange County, you can see some none here. I've seen, I'm in Ted Lou's district, okay? I've seen one Biden sign, right? And it was like handwritten and the house was shitty and, you know, that's it. But I, I think I think a lot of people are looking at what's going on and going, eh, I can't do this Biden thing. Now, I, I, 
Trump has positioned himself right on the pandemic, get back to school, get businesses open. And the Democrats have appealed to kind of the worst of suburban wives. It's terrible. It's going to kill us all. Wear a mask in your Prius. By the way, if I see another dumb shit driving around in his Prius with a freaking mask on, I may ram that car. Oh, and you see you see people like running with a mask or they're biking with a mask. Dude, you can't stick a mask on me. I, I will not wear it unless I have to go in somebody's store. And I figure, you know, if it's your store and you want me to wear a mask, fine. I don't know. Maybe you got a maybe you have a kidney transplant or something. I don't know. Maybe you got diabetes. I don't fucking know. Say up oh, there. I went <sighs> shit broke my streak. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know. But it's, it's your store. You can do what you want. Now, my place, you don't wear a mask. Got kids running in and out of my house all day. No masks. Fuck it. Damn it. There it goes again. Uh, but, you know, I'm not, I, I am done with the pandemic. You know, I literally know no one who's been infected. I know people who think they've been infected. I know one guy in England who I talked to in a podcast. He was like, oh, yeah, I had it. I felt sick and now I'm better. Okay. But I know no one who's got it. Am I weird? Do you know anybody who's got it? Maybe you've had it. I don't know. A lot of people think that. They're like, ah, in February is feeling pretty sick. Definitely COVID. Okay, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Me, I don't think I've had it. I don't care if I have it. So I get it and get the flu. Okay, you get the flu once a year. Who doesn't get the flu once a year? Everybody gets the flu once a year. I don't think it's that dangerous. Not to me. Now, if you're like somebody with a real problem, you know, you should you should take steps. And you should be good. But the rest of us need to live our lives. Oh, my gosh. John Roberts. That piece of... Uh, that, oh my gosh. Well, I'm not going to, I'll allow people to meet in casinos and at bowling alleys, but if you want to pray, no, I'll defer. And of course, joining the leftists, and Gorsuch wrote that great, great dissent. Gosh, he's such a disappointment. What do the photographs the, the left has of him depict? That's what I want to know. What do they depict? I don't, I don't even want to speculate. I don't even want to, I don't even want to guess. But it can't be good. It can't be good. Two words. Raymond Burr. I'm done. But I think stuff like that, stuff like the riots, which continue, the attacks on the cops. I, You know, I love that the Democrats are going, you know, these cops keeping these people from burning down a federal courthouse. They're really escalating the situation by being, you know, inside and protecting the courthouse. And then, of course, the and, and, the, and they won't show you the footage, Right. Except except when they have like the wall of moms. I look at those and well, a lot of them look like they're pregnant, but they aren't wall of moms and wall of vets. I've never seen such a freaking collection of dipshit blue falcons in my life. Wall of vets a fucking what? Right. A freaking call of duty. I mean, what a bunch of dipshit. They go to parade rest like they're supposed to look like military guys. And like everybody in the army, everybody in the any service, you guys all know there's always one dipshit in every unit. And he's just a complete schmuck. And it's like all of those from every unit just shows up in Portland. And suddenly they're all freaking Audie Murphy. I'm protecting you. I'm going to protect these guys who are trying to burn down the federal courthouse from you, you uh, 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 police officers. Uh, and I think most people are like, eh. I just think this stuff is getting tiring. All the Black Lives Matter crap that's going on with the uh, baseball guys. All that kneeling. And there's one guy, what's his name, Coonrod from the uh, San Francisco team, whatever, the Giants. And he won't kneel. Everybody's mad at him. You have no humanity. No, he's just not a pussy. 
Yeah, I don't frickin' kneel. You don't kneel. All these saps kneel. And you know what? Yeah, For me, it's easy, because I, I hate sports. I'm just bored by them. But maybe you like sports. You go watch it again. I, I did a, uh, you know, on Hugh Hewitt, I took a lot of calls. And it was like, you know, 10, 15 calls. And everybody's like, nap, done. There was one guy who said, well, you know, I, I support it. I don't think they're trying to be insulting. I'm like, well, maybe they're not, but I'm telling you it's very insulting. Does that kind of change your mind? Because you know it's very insulting. So why are you doing it? Well, you know, is there a more constructive thing you could do? Well, maybe there is. Well, yeah. Okay. It's They know how insulting it is to us, right? When, when something's insulting to them, we're supposed to not do it. We're supposed to stop. Why does that rule not apply to us? We've made it clear. Hey, guys, I understand you feel strongly, but this is extremely offensive. Could you, could you not do it? No. No, we have to do this and nothing else. Okay. I'm thinking perhaps it's not in good faith. I'm thinking it's bullshit. I'm thinking you hate America. And why am I thinking that? Because you hate America. And then, oh, and then the women's basketball get, team walks off the freaking court. There's no one there. They walk off the court as the national anthem plays. And it's like, congratulations. You figured out a way to make professional women's basketball suck more. Who out there? Is anybody? Raise your hand. I'm going to listen as you raise your hand. Who watched women's basketball before? Now, there's some salty-looking dudes playing that game. Not judging. I'm just saying. These are not attractive women. These are not hot, okay? So you're not watching for the inherent sexiness of these basketball players. Um, so you match you match woke with not hot. And I'm just not – and, of course, you know, let's just say you have a good high school boys basketball team. They're going to clean the court with these clowns. And it's just – it's just ridiculous. But I'm I'm at a I'm at a bar last night at a community. Uh, uh, all the conservatives in L.A. met in like one corner of one bar last night. So we uh, we were there, and they had they had uh, ESPN on one of the channels on uh, one of the TVs because it's kind of a sports bar. And ESPN does like 15 minutes on the women basketball walking off the court, and I'm thinking, I'm not real familiar with ESPN, but I know. It's like the poster child for go woke, go broke. And nobody's watching their shitty show anymore. And their ratings are going in a tank. Like A&E, it takes live PD off because, you know, we don't want to glorify cops. Instead, we want to glorify criminal assholes. Um, and their, their ratings, like, get cut in half. And I'm thinking, who's, who's, who's the audience on ESPN who watches this? And there really isn't one. Here's the problem. Our institutions need to die, like the entertainment industry and, you know, sports and news. They all, they all need to die and be reborn as something that's not a uh, smoldering pile of horse shit. And they stopped caring about ratings because they're not getting ratings. This is hurting them. But they're actually sa sacrificing ratings for wokeness. And I don't think it's because they truly believe. I think it's just because they truly want to use the institution themselves and kill it uh, to signal something. So here's what I'm thinking. As for professional sports, no. If they do anything woke, just no. And let's see what happens. Let's see if anyone watches. Now, I haven't heard about the ratings for any of the baseball games, the super woke ones where everyone's kneeling. I haven't heard any of the ratings. Have you? 
And I have a feeling if the ratings were good, we'd have heard about it. Don't you? Don't you think the ratings would? We would say, America's solidarity with the protesting ass wipes. Um, because, you know, we, we, wouldn't we have heard that? I think the ratings suck. And one of the things about the ratings is they actually kind of have to be accurate because you buy advertising off it. So there's like real money for advertising. So they actually need to know the truth. And in fact, if they uh, lied about it, you know, you would, they, they, they could sue. So it's kind of unlike the polls, it's kind of hard to fake that because there's, there's real money involved in, in third parties. So I'm thinking the ratings have got to be pretty shitty. Now, I don't know for sure. Maybe they're good. Maybe people are watching opening day to see what happened. But I, I just get the impression that a lot of people are done. I think there's going to be a lot of changes after this. The, look, our institutions were always dying. We're dying for years, right? Most of these kind of came into being after World War II. That's about 70 years ago. We've been kind of going along ever since. The Cold War ended, but we haven't really changed. The institutions are getting older. Our ruling class, the guys who run the institutions, are shitty and incompetent and greedy, right? It's not like these are the guys who started them, you know? The guys who built them with their own hands. These are people who inherit it. They, our institutions are living off a cultural trust fund, so to speak. And they're squandering it. It's like, again, you know, you know Henry Ford. Do you know his great-grandson? Okay. He's probably a junkie. He's a dirtbag. He's not. It, it, our institutions were always going to be changing. They're run by bad people. Technology's changing things. You know, you, know, you don't need ESPN. If you want a game, you find it on the internet, right? You don't need all these institutions that have been built up. And the institutions are being buffeted by uh, the pandemic, the pangolin pandemic panic, to the extent it's actually a thing. I think, I mean, it's a thing, but is it really a thing? I don't know if it's a thing. And technology, uh, uh, money, you know, look at academia, you know, 50, you know, the, the Correspondence College of Cambridge, Harvard is, uh, you know, offering online degrees, but you still got to pay your 50,000 a year. But you'll, don't worry, you'll get a Harvard degree because really just getting the credentials, all that matters. It's just bankrupt. Everything's bankrupt. Everything's broken. It's got to it's going to collapse. Inevitably. Remember, everything that's happening with Biden and the Democrats is a reaction trying to stabilize uh, the garbage status quo for a few more years to solidify their power for just a little while longer. But it is going to change. Trump is Trump is an agent of change, a disruptor. He's a symbol. And I think Trump is their last chance, not our last chance. But anyway, a lot of people think Trump's going to win. A lot of people think it's a landslide. They say, look, I've been out there. I've been out in America. Seen a lot of Trump signs. It takes some, look, there are a couple indicators that you are a crawl over the glass voter. If you buy a gun and there have been record record gun sales, you're definitely going to crawl over glass to vote for Trump. If you put a sign up and risk that kind of bullshit that you get by being publicly for Trump. And I think a lot of people won't do that. That's why the I think there's a, a lot of hidden Trump voters in the polls. Uh, not reflected by the polls. If you put a sign up, you're asking for bullshit. So that's that's a big step. And they're not seeing Biden signs. Now, maybe Biden's not spending money on signs. Maybe he doesn't think he needs to. But is there really enthusiasm? 
There's a lot of enthusiasm for Trump. Look, people out there, that people on the right think Trump is going to not only win, but do it in a landslide. And that's the vibe they're getting. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Like I said, I, I, I don't, I'm not looking for it to be true. I'm trying to find, you know, things that scare me because I want to run like we're scared. And we do need to. But I think every Trump voter sees the danger. And I don't know who's excited about voting for that gropey old weirdo who's the male version of Jennifer Rubin living in a crypt. I just, I don't know. I I don't know. Why do you want Ernst Stavros Stavros, uh, Biden in his basement lair? Old finger. I love that. It's just, that is sugar to me. So anyway, so that's, that's enough of my yakking. I think I've yacked enough. Do you think I've yacked enough? Where are we? We're at about 29 minutes. Uh, let's get to the important stuff. First of all, have you bought my book, 21 Lies About Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You? No, then you suck. Go buy my book. Go buy my book. We need to sell some of my book. 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. I'm not saying it's the greatest book ever written. That's the Bible. Then there's Shakespeare and there's Fifty Shades of Grey. And then there's mine. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. Go buy it. Go buy it. Go buy it. Follow me on Twitter at Kurt Schlichter. Get me, well, you, you're already Town Hall VIP, and I know you did it for me because I rock and roll. So you get both. You get both rocking and rolling with me. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's where my stuff is. Again, 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and you, you need to go get it, and you need to listen to my unredacted podcast again next week here on Town Hall VIP. I will see you then. Thanks. Bye.